0: Once I tried to count the legs on a millipede. Out loud, because I struggle with counting in my head, I whispered 198, 199, and then it curled up into a ball. Welcome to the 200th episode of The Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark. When Joe Horn and I started producing The Nature of Phenology for WERU, people often asked us, Won't you run out of nature topics pretty quickly if you do this every week? We confidently replied that it would be impossible to run out of topics because it's easy to discover something new in nature every day if you're observant. But we also want to extend a special thanks to those of you who have reached out to us with your questions and observations about the natural world, adding your own grist to our phenological mill. Keep sending us those much appreciated messages. In celebration of today's 200th unique episode, Let's look into a group of main organisms that encompasses 200 species, the mollusks. Soft-bodied invertebrates, creatures with no backbones, that are partly or mostly enclosed in a calcium carbonate shell are mollusks. The word mollusk has Latin roots from the word meaning soft, referring to their soft bodies. Can you think of any soft-bodied critters with shells in your area or even in the grocery store? If lobster is jumping to your mind, you're wrong. Lobsters are arthropods, not mollusks, because they have segmented bodies with jointed appendages and shells composed of chitin, which mollusks lack. Insects and spiders are also arthropods. Interestingly, mollusks and arthropods are the two best-studied phyla in Maine, so now you've joined the ranks of people knowing the difference between these groups. With 200 species of mollusks in Maine, I am confident you are quite familiar with many of them. Bivalves such as clams, mussels, scallops, and oysters may be the most well-known thanks to their common place on our plates, but you may also have seen freshwater clams in a stream or lake near you. The mollusks you may have battled with most often are likely the gastropods, the snails and slugs that can wreak havoc in backyard gardens. While slugs may seem to lack the shell that define mollusks, they are partially enclosed in a soft shell towards their head, that darker part towards the front that is much harder than the rest. Other main mollusks include periwinkles, whelks, moon snails, limpets, slipper shells, and even squid. The filter-feeding bivalves such as the clams and mussels of both marine and freshwater ecosystems provide vital ecosystem services. They filter out particulates in the water, helping turn over organic nutrients, thanks to their ability of filtering about 10 gallons of water per hour. Because they rely on filtering out particulates, however, they are quite sensitive to water pollution. This makes them important indicators of water quality. Since Maine's waters are relatively clean, we haven't lost any of our freshwater mussel species but 75% of the 300 species of these mussels found in the United States are listed as endangered, threatened, or of special concern. In a recent outdoor program I was leading about decomposition with a group of 5th graders, we set up a small frame around a cluster of mushrooms, made detailed observations, then returned to the same spot one week later to see if anything had changed. In addition to new leaves that had fallen over the spot, All that remained were the shriveled stalks of the mushrooms, thanks to the mollusk that had moved into our plot. There, camouflaged along the forest floor and still munching away at the last morsels of mushroom, was a glossy, dark brown slug. There could not have been a more perfect example of decomposition in action. The fungi, bacteria, and invertebrates, or FBI as my students call them, all working to break things down and build up nutrient-rich soil, thanks in large part to that often vilified gastropod. Given how many species of mollusks there are in Maine, it's impossible to make a generalization about what they are all up to this time of year. But you can make your own mollusk phenology observations and report back. Are the freshwater mussels burying themselves deeper into the bottom of your local pond in preparation for winter? Are your backyard slugs showing any preference in food type right now? Is it harder or easier to find slipper shells or limpets in the intertidal zone now compared to a few months ago? Whatever you discover, remember that each of our 200 mollusks is doing an important job for you and your local ecosystem, from cleaning our waterways to building up nutrient-rich soils. You can download this episode and listen to or read all 199 past episodes by visiting archives.weru.org, which also links to our blog that includes photos, references, information about podcasting, contacts information, and more. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phonology.